One time on Sword of Symphonies, our captain played an accordion number for a demon as a backing track to the story the demon was telling him. This one time on Sword of Symphonies, there was a rodeo rider on a giant eagle bird thing, and it was rad. She's going to take her jacket and try to put it over the bird's eyes, like create a blindfold. I would once again like to reiterate what could possibly go wrong. This one time on Sword of Symphonies, the crew dug up some buried treasure. No, look at this moss. It's attached to a shovel. <laughs> look, I love all three of you, but Tissa is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of Sword of Symphonies is the majesty of the spellcasting. Brilliant carnival. Starlight stars. Flying shark. Knife pain. <laughs> Fry's bolt. So if you'd like seafaring adventure, a lot of game design talk, music written in-house, and a lot of whatever that was just now, join us every week on Sword of Symphonies. Hey, it's Dennis, editor and GM of Control Group. Let's give it up for our ads. And let's throw in one of our own. And I know what you must be thinking. Dennis, I'm already listening to the episode. Aren't I doing enough? And truly you are. But if you wanted to go the extra step, why not follow us on Twitter at CTRL Group Pod. There we post a lot of information, character portraits, and little promos to the episode so you can get a cute little sneak peek to get you excited before you listen. You can also go ahead and jump on to the Be Gay Roll Dice Discord server. There we have our own little special place where you can come and talk to us about episodes and episode ideas and systems. Do you have a system you want us to test? Go over to our Patreon. We have a special $5 dev tier where once you pledge to that, we'll go ahead to take a look at your system, give you a nice little preview, and then somewhere down the line, we're going to go ahead and give your system a try. And if you don't have a system to test, you can also join our Patreon for as low as a dollar. There, you can go ahead and get access to special tests that we put behind a paywall, because they're probably too stupid to go on the main feed. Also, it's tried and true, but smash that like and subscribe button below. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars or however many you think is appropriate. Anyway, if you have the spoons to do this, go ahead. We really appreciate the support. We want to thank you nevertheless just for listening to our podcast. Enjoy the episode. Earth, 1730. It is a land that is much like our own, but oh, so different. Instead of continental drifts separating Pangaea, the supercontinent, and a meteor taking out the dinosaurs, on this version of Earth, both events happened because of one another. A meteorite with magical properties struck the Earth, wiping out the dominant dinosaurs and rearranging the way we saw the world. Instead of slowly drifting outward, 70% of the known world instead formed a concentric circle of life around the All-Sea. The other 30%? The new world, as it's known, is separated by what is called the Great Divide, a large swath of impossible ocean. The grand civilizations of Earth over time became empires, and you know how empires go. If they can't conquer their neighbors, they start looking for what is new. They turn their eyes away from the All-Sea and towards the new world. A prophecy foretold of a princess that would be born with the ability to help cross the Great Divide. This limited this person to be born of only three monarchies that remained. Eucadia, France, and Espana. These three countries went to war with each other, employing the only ladies that could effortlessly traverse the All-Sea. Pirates. Stories about the sailors and their sport About how every sailor has a girl in every port But if you add it two and two you figure out right quick It's just because the girls all have a lad on every ship And it's twiddly idy 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 twiddly idy It's oftentimes a man will leave you broken with dismay And it's twiddly idy 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 twiddly idy there's other things to twiddle when the man... Yar, Variables, here there be podcasts. Welcome 
to our playtest of Thirsty Sword Lesbians by April Kit Walsh and Evil Hat Productions. This is Pirates of the All Sea. I am your narrator, Dennis Veray, and with me, I've got some people and their pirates. Carrie Cloud, and I will be playing Freya Kierkengard. Hey, I'm Marcus, and I'm playing Jessica the Beast. I'm V Nemec, and I'm playing Cecily the Cold Drake. And I'm Kate Leary, and I'm playing Sean of House Lumley. The crew of Hera's Vindication spend roughly maybe another day and a half on the Isle of Dianus. Mostly because Sal gets her wits about her, you all can assume the Eucadian Navy is somewhere hot in tow. And the Isle of Dionysus is not too far away from Eucadia itself, so you guys need to hightail it out of there. In that about day and a half, Eve and Cecily, you work together using your navigational experience and Eve's general vibe about what, where one of these other princesses can be to kind of generally find out where Valencia Echenzo is, the princess of Espana. You find that it is in this cluster of the All-Sea, known as the Rough, colloquially, as it is kind of inundated with undersea volcanoes that often approach sea level themselves and just become regular volcanoes at that point after you get out undersea. Mm -hmm. uh, and you kind of find that generally one of the biggest volcanoes that pops up in the middle of the all sea seems to be where eve is getting her general vibe from so as you head that way you have some time in the ship prior to <laughs> arriving at your destination of a volcano below deck freya you can tell me whether or not you've noticed or not but you have been lacking a sous chef as of late, uh, someone who's been quickly following you around everywhere. Does does Freya notice the absence of Eve in her life at this point? Yeah, I mean, Freya's stupid, but she's not dumb. <laughs> so, no, she, she really, she has noticed. Um, she likes having the company of Eve uh, because she didn't uh, really ever get a lot of help cooking, like, in the past for her family. She was like, kind of told to do it all herself and so it was different having somebody help her in the kitchen and um that was really nice for her <laughs> so yeah where's eve yeah do you do you want to look around the ship and see if you can find her out yeah i i you know i really need some help finishing off this weed that i started <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna look for eve yeah you go around the bottom of the deck uh, asking a couple of the other sailors on the ship where Eve is located. This is like general knowledge for the rest of our PC pirates, but obviously Freya wouldn't take note of where Eve is actually cabined at, where her private quarters are. So you ask around, you eventually find it, and standing in front of the door is Cameron. Cameron! <laughs> have you seen... Have you seen Eve at all? You watch as Cameron, who's holding her big staff generally lets it slack a little bit till it hits this 45 degree angle cutting off the door. She does not want to talk to you. Okay, um, she said that? To you? She did not have to say it to me. So she didn't say it to you? I mean, if you're asking quite literally, no, she did not say it to me. How do you know then for sure? I have been her protector for quite some time. You do understand what you are doing with this poor girl. No. No. <laughs> I don't. I'm trying to share my trying to share my drink with Eve. And you won't let me see her. <laughs> what am I doing? What if you roll to figure out a person on oh. Eve's behalf right now? Okay. <laughs> it's plus wit. That's a nine. Alright, seven to nine. You may ask two of the questions, but Cameron may ask you one in return. What are your feelings towards blank? What do you hope to get from blank? How could I get you to blank? Who do you love most? And how would you feel if I blank? Okay. And all of these are directed towards Eve, but Cameron will obviously answer them as she's the one talking to you. Okay. Alright, here, I, I, I have... I have I have just a couple of questions for Eve. How would you feel if I left a plate out for you? And how could I get you to come out later and help me with the dishes? Because it's going to be a bitch. I think both questions end up 
leading into one question becoming an answer <laughs> at the mention of you like, alright, I'll leave a plate out and like, if you wanna help me later, like you can. You immediately bust through the door and she looks like a someone who just came up in second place for prom queen. She's just like fully mascara smeared. She has been crying for the past day and a half ever since your meeting on the beach. Disheveled hair. Looks like she hasn't slept bags under her eyes. Yes, I would love to come and help you. I just I just needed to hear that you, that you even notice me when I am around. Of course I notice you. Things get done so much quicker. Everything becomes so much more efficient. And also, I swear, I swear the food tastes better. I don't know what it is, but I like having you in my kitchen. I am going to have you roll plus heart for me to entice. Okay. This is regardless of whatever backwards way you're, you're doing this now. This is what Eve wants to hear, unfortunately. <laughs> Eve. Like, despite the dumbass way that you're choosing to go about this, <laughs> it still kind of works. <laughs> Ooh, a ten. Look at you rolling hot. <laughs> okay, with a ten plus, you get a string on Eve, and Eve gets to choose one. Get flustered and awkward, promise something they think you want, or give in to desire. I think she's giving in to desire now. She busts past... Cameron, which seems like an infeasible task. She busts past this Zulu warrior tasked with protecting her, bulldozes through her, and like follows you like a little lapdog back to the kitchen. <laughs> as uh, Cameron kind of grimaces and groans in the background as you're heading through the ship. I think Cecily has pulled up in her room and is currently feeling hopeless. I uh, I still have that condition from when we fought the queen, so I'm working on it now. Just letting yourself wallow in pity, and just, you know, instead of doing the actual navigation thing um, that she should be doing, uh, <laughs> is just sleeping it off and kind of, like, staring at the little tapestry of the stars that are in her room on the ceiling and wallowing. As you're staring at these stars. You feel this general feeling sometimes when you're seeking out into the void to call upon spirits, that eerie, calm chill that rushes over your body. And you can hear faint whispers of things to come. You get this general sense that all of these voices you hear are tied to someone you care about in the crew one way or another, whether you know their backstory or not. You you hear these whispers, something that sounds like someone in Sean's life, someone in Freya's life, someone in Jessica's life, and then uh, someone in Sal's life. And as you try to pinpoint on that one specifically, you hear a knock at your door. That kind of knocks you out of this feud. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> Uh, Cecily whispers fuck under her breath um, and <laughs> like starts thrashing around in her bed be like don't come in um, <laughs> and of course the door's unlocked so whoever wants to can just walk in yeah and they know that they, they probably have more permission to come in as you know speak of the red devil herself Sal Devlin uh, saunters her way in there Cecily looks at Sal uh, directly in the eye makes eye contact and then flips over Deliberately leaving space on the bed, but, like, staring away. <laughs> yeah. Sal comes in. She makes sure to close the door behind her uh, as she comes up and uh, cuddles up right next to you as you feel her arms kind of glide down the length of yours um, until she is holding your hands a little bit. What seems to be the matter, my compass? There's so much we could have done before, and I... Did not think to communicate any of it, and it, it is my fault that we, you know, didn't see ahead of time the Queen of Eucadia, of her weird, you know, thing with Eve, and the, the fact that she had a, a baby at some point. I am just mad at myself for not looking at the bigger picture. I tend to focus too much on the details, and it is coming back to bite me in the butt. 
you feel a general uneasiness as Sal kind of lets go of your hand, removes herself from the cuddle, and you feel as the cot shifts as she's like sitting on the edge of your cot uh, instead of cuddled up next to you. Cecily will turn back around and like try and shift herself to be able to make eye contact with Sal. You watch as Sal kind of looks over her shoulder at you as she's watching you out of your periphery. The only bigger picture that I ever cared about was making sure that the ladies of this crew were safe. The War of the Three Kingdoms, it, it did end up tearing us apart, but we could have lost much more to take jobs during then and get ourselves involved with all that political nonsense. I think... If I had paid more attention, I could have, you know, kept us out of more trouble and kept us safe, prevented a lot of things from happening if I had only watched and listened more. And yet, here we are, being chased and, you know, on our way to a volcano with a princess who is our captive yet not captive. Tell me, Sal, what do you plan to do with her once we get to the volcano? Do we think that we are just going to magically reunite her and the other feeling that she's getting from this volcano? Do we do we hope we'll have a magical happy happy ending? You watch her as she shifts around. She kind of goes back to laying down. She lays on her stomach and turns her head to you with her hands crooked up in the pillows and her head resting in her hands. Maybe, yeah. Maybe she leads us there, we find all the princesses, and we find a way across the Great Divide, and we're the first to travel to seas that no one has ever seen before. Our names go down in all of history. Is that as impossible to comprehend as this all being for naught? No, I don't think it's impossible. In fact, I want it very much. I want you to be happy. And I want us to be safe and, you know, to be absolute legends. But I just want us to make sure we're not going in blindly to these things. To make sure that we can have a happy ending. She leans in and kisses you on, like, the bridge of your nose. And then backs up and stands up off the bed. You know, you're the only pirate I know of that desperately needs a plan. Yeah, it is called anxiety, my love. (laughs) 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 Um. She giggles and kind of shrugs, and she's like, I've just been going where the wind whips me this entire time. And I appreciate you. that's about you. You are daring in ways that I could never be, and that is quite exciting. And I give her, like, a little wink. She winks back, and then uh, gets a thought to herself. That kind of breaks her out of the flirtation that you're able to notice, but then she kind of slips out of the room afterwards. Okay. Sean, what are you up to? Sean, I think, is on the... probably on the deck somewhere with a view, and she's, like, writing. Um, she's has, like, this leather-bound notebook that is... Um, she's normally, like, taking notes for Sal in, and so she's, like... It makes it look like she's... She's making it look like she's, like, doing work or something. But really, she's, like, doodling and journaling and just, like, taking in the sea. As you're whipping through the sea, you're realizing that the water is getting choppier as you head into the rough. It is, like, this set of landmines of undersea volcanoes that eventually have built themselves up over the years to become actual volcanoes, so you're whipping through instead of the lush vegetation and islands you guys have been going through this entire time. You just see a fucking volcano off to your far side, and then it's active and spewing into the sea, and everyone acts like it's normal. (laughs) This is incredible. (laughs) And, like, first they're just kind of, like, peeking over the waves, and you watch the wave laps over, like, a little baby volcano, and kind of puts a quick little hush to it before the, the lava uh, erupts out and over the cresting waves a little bit, but it's so as you wee. continue... It's <laughs> just a wee volcano. <laughs> and then, about a days into your journey, they're getting pretty big! Like, hey, that volcano's like, eye level with the ship! That's not cool! 
these are really these are like the teenagers of volcanoes. Oh goodness! <laughs> and then after a day and a half's journey, they're like fucking volcanoes, no, no, <laughs> jutting out onto the water as you watch new landforms being amassed around these incredible hulking structures. Wow. As you get closer and closer as you're admiring that on one of the days you come out to generally act like you're doing work looking at these volcanoes, you do find Cameron on the stern of the bridge along the railing, kind of admiring the same views. Have you have you ever seen anything like it? No. The Lanzazulu have been there since the creation of the Aussie, so this is my first time seeing an active volcano. It's truly incredible. I mean, they were so small, and now they're gigantic. You know, it's kind of, it's amazing. It's amazing how things can grow, right? I don't know. I think it's nice. I'm gonna have you roll to connect, so you're gonna roll plus heart <laughs> for me. Ooh, baby, that's a 10. Alright, with a 10, you gain a string on Cameron. Yes. And Cameron gets to choose one. Uh, it's between introduce you to a new potential friend, invite you to a social event, or proclaim their interest in being friends with you. Yeah, and I think we'll go with that last one. I know that we have a past. One that I am not particularly proud of every part I played in it. As for now, while I am in charge of Eve, I am a crewmate, just like you. And much like the Zulu war pattern, I believe a crew is only strong when they all fight together. And that's the end of her thought. She doesn't extend it past that, and it's left for you to infer and derive the rest of what she's saying. Well, darling, I, uh... Look forward to being on the same side again. You see her for the first time since your tense backstory moment. Smile for the first time. I think Sean gives her like a little cheeky wink and then just kind of like goes back to kind of like sketching whatever giant volcano is on the horizon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She does not reciprocate. Uh, She just walks away stoically. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jessica, what are you up to? I think she runs past right at that moment. <laughs> Zoomies. Yeah. right by. <laughs> Splashes into the water. <laughs> they had such an ex- extreme experience with, like, multiple other sirens and swam for hours and then had days of nothing. So I think <laughs> the boredom is just, like, slowly getting to her and creating this new level of zoomies so whatever i guess maybe whatever this the boat is slow slowing down sometimes she just dives into the water yeah. and swims alongside it yeah as the land masses are being built live in front of you you watch as the even cecily has a hard time navigating around this because this is uncharted territory how fast uh, the rough really grows uh, so you guys hit sand reefs almost instantly because of the, the rising Terra layer. And after one of your swimming exopes, uh you find it a little bit harder and harder to swim in the rough. Um, even with all of your zoomies, like in natural water, you'd be like fucking working out like a husky in snow. But you, every time you jump in the water uh, these days to kind of work out your zoomies, the water is getting choppier and hotter. Uh, from all the active volcanoes around, and it's not as pleasant as your memories of the grotto. And even some memories that seem from your childhood. You get flashes of cold ocean water spraying over you, little flashes, glimpses of you heading onto a boat, and then those quote-unquote younger memories seem to fade away, but in this uneasy water, you get memories of this friendly water that you you prefer to be in. And as you head out back onto the ship for the day, you head back into your room, and we have mentioned before your little box of knickknacks. 
That seemed to be before your time. It seems to be something of a legacy for you. Something that was left behind for you. And as you're cutting through them all, I want you to just roll a straight 2d6 for me. Alright, with an 8, it takes you some time of sorting through these little knickknacks, but eventually as you're sorting through all of the parchment affair, you realize that there is this one parchment that is stuck to another one, and just now that the edge of the parchment, the corner, is kind of peeling off to give you the hint that these are actually two pieces of parchment instead of one. What? <laughs> I'm pull them apart. As you pull on the corner you realize that the bottom layer is a hand-painted portrait in parchment form you know like your regular 11 by 8 it's not a good portrait as you can obviously tell this was done by a much younger person (laughs) it is as finger painting as you get but you do notice that it is four figures on a boat uh, one taller, one a little bit shorter with longer hair, and then two almost identical figures, kind of short in stature. One with a red bow and one with a blue bow. And they're sitting on the bow of a ship? They're standing on the bow of a ship? Yeah. You can do all the art analysis you want of, like, a six-year-old's finger painting. <laughs> I want to try and grab some blank <laughs> parchment and recreate it. And see how, see if I can make it better. Ooh, hell yes. I <laughs> want you. This is pretty big. It's going to require two rolls. So I want you to roll first plus grace to see how well you can replicate painting. Oh, great. Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you take experience for that one? As you, I guess you'll still get information out of this. Because you realize as you go to recreate this painting, uh, your painting skills have not progressed in the time since you've made this first one. (laughs) It's still- To the second one? Yeah. But this does alert you to the information, whether you realize it fast or not, that you were the one who created this first finger painting. But you- but the thing is, you don't remember making this first one. There's a a moment where I'm holding them both, and it's like- it's like a- (laughs) It's like a serious, like, they're identical. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I paint like a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still gonna have you make the second roll, so roll plus wit, and uh, let's just hope it's really high, and we'll see if you can fucking... <laughs> you can house this one, house MD it out. Plus yeah. wit, sweet. Sherlock Holmes. This is Seven! Perfect. Yeah! You, you look at the two photos, and uh, the conclusion that you draw, whether it is true or not, is that you can figure out from your recreation, like, oh, the tall one's the daddy, the little shorter one's the mommy, and then there's two girls with bows, denoted by gender of the bow, you know? And that is, that is all the information you can derive from that. When eventually you get a call, as everyone else does, to come up to the deck of the ship. As you guys have uh, arrived at the vibe point, as we'll call it. The (laughs) The vibe check? The epicenter. The vibe check? The vibe check. The vibe check, as you all call it. All the pirates going around. The vibe check? We've reached the vibe check. Sean is on the deck, and she goes, Caught a vibe! (laughs) (laughs) Caught a vibe! As you're all called upon deck, you've you've reached the vibe check, which is this massive behemoth of a volcano that has spent millennia building itself out of the sea. You watch as it is seemingly, this is something you would all know about the All-Sea. This is like one of the the major monuments of the All-Sea is in the middle of the rough. There's this big fucking volcano that is always spewing lava. Mm creating this massive landmass around it. As the it get, the air is dark as you head out onto the deck, even though it is midday, it feels like it is the dead of night, as all of this ash and volcano ash blankets the sky. As you all look at this, 
Eve kind of heads up with the rest of you and goes like, This is... This is it! I am getting a very strong vibe from this volcano. I do not know how it can be. It's... From the best I can tell, it feels like it is in the middle of the volcano. Of course it is. Of course it's in the middle of the volcano. Let's go inside. (laughs) From your access view, it's just like a normal landmass with a volcano in the center. does not look extremely passable, but I want everyone to roll plus spirit for me. Six. Eight. Ten. Okay. Boom! Ten, baby! Okay. Uh, Jessica and Freya. Let's go, boom. You do make through all the dark and ash sky and kind of this... It's almost like a, a darkened mist that this volcano has created around you. It's hard to see exactly through. But Jessica, your eyes pierce through because of your special powers. And then Freya, your eyes pierce through because of your culinary powers. You know, there's always a lot of smoke in the kitchen sometimes and you need to see through it all. But eventually you key in, you shout up to the crow's nest and alert the sailor who works up in the... It's not any of you. None of you work the crow's nest, correct? Mm-mm. Okay. I could. You're the cook, so yeah. I could, but yeah, I, I like climbing all the way up and then climbing all the way down. Yeah, I think I think Cecily okay. sends Jessica to go up to the crow's nest because Cecily is afraid of heights, but has to be up there okay. for navigation purposes. And it's cool. like, can you Fuck look it. for this? I don't need to create an NPC. We're good. So Jessica, you're up in the crow's nest, and you hear a call down from below from Freya that kind of points you in the right direction. And from your angle, you can see Jessica, you see far out into the distance. Essentially on the other side of this landmass, you see another pirate ship. And it seems to be heading directly towards the volcano till the volcano eventually eclipses your view. You just see it, like, disappear behind the volcano. I'll yell what you would yell for that. Pirates! (laughs) Pirates! <laughs> We're pirates, but I'll yell. <laughs> so, essentially, what you would typically yell is if they're flying colors or not, if they're flying a pirate flag, which they were. And then you'd call out the description of the pirate flag, which you saw to be a skull with two daggers in its mouth. It's a skull with two daggers in its mouth! Cecily, I want you to roll plus daring for me. Oh, God. So we all know I have a negative one in daring. Uh-oh. I got a six. So. Hey! Mm, you can take a little experience for that one. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> As you feel a cold shiver down your already cold body. God, I'm so cold. You, you have encountered this pirate flag before. Oh. Incredible. You have serve under this pirate flag. Yep, there's two daggers in the skull! I'm still yelling. (laughs) There's a big skull and then two daggers inside of it! What color... What's the color of the skull? (laughs) It's white! (laughs) It's a typical white skull. Yep. Sean's just taking notes. (laughs) Drawing the flag and then showing it to everyone. Yeah. Everyone. (laughs) This is what you would all do normally encountering another pirate ship, as your cover for being pirates is a traveling theater troupe. You have some (laughs) prop master down in the bottom, ready to replicate the flag so you can fly the same exact colors. So before, but however, before Sean can give the call to replicate the flag, you hear a stomp uh, out of the captain's quarters. As Sal goes, don't don't worry about that flag. We already, we already have it made. And then she uh, quietly walks back into her captain's quarters. And lo and behold, a couple of prop masters come out from the bottom. I'll have everyone besides Cecily roll plus wit for me. Six. <laughs> You're on fire tonight, Kate. Mm-hmm. Six. Six tricks. Damn. Yeah. Six, 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 six. <laughs> Seven. Yeah. All of the rest of you looking at this flag is like, oh, pretty good recreation. I can't I, believe, like, yeah. oh, 
Wow, yeah. they ran into these pirates before, perchance. It's almost exactly like how I drew it. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. There's one so, dagger and then two No thoughts, down. big hips. That's the screw. As eventually you get the order to fall around the southern side of the island, you do find that there is an accessible canal that whips through the new forming landmass that the volcano is constantly creating. As you cut through it, Heart of Darkness style, Mm. reaching deeper and deeper, the canal really opens up as the, the waters of the rough get extremely turbulent. You look off in wonder as you see that due to some freak movement of the lava flow, there is essentially a curtain of lava that slopes down this volcano as this volcano has created an outer shell on its south side and that there is a lot of room that you can essentially, quote-unquote, enter the volcano. Eve, how's your... Is your vibe check saying that we should go there? Is that it? We oui, the vibe check is directly in this massive curtain. Okay. The vibe check is coming from inside the volcano! Oh <laughs> you gotta get out! Inside you gotta get out! Inside the volcano? Inside the volcano, yes. Okay. Well, I, I guess we should go in... It, uh, do we have to we have to get off the boat to go into the curtain or does the canal No, the the ship can fully sail through the curtain. This is the wildest volcano. I yeah. love it. Yeah. This is some fantasy volcano shit and I'm here for it. Yeah. Um yeah. I'm really glad I could do this wild volcano shit with an actual geologist. Yeah, so I I'm <laughs> loving it. <laughs> okay. Well, great. I, uh, Sean's gonna just try to sketch it while we're, like, going along. Yeah, you sketch it as you fall through. Let's do a stagger move as you pass through the curtain. So, anyone, let me know if you have... How many conditions does everyone have currently? One. I cleared my last one. Zero. Ooh, clear that. One. You're generally good. You don't yeah. do a lot of shit other than hurt young girls. Uh, so I'm honestly, good. yeah, I'm honestly just yes. chilling. Yeah, I'm enjoying truly vibing. The, the, the lava curtain? <laughs> just kind of imagine that. Kind of vibes. Come on, baby, are you coming yeah. for the ride? Maybe we uh, can take the four or five. Yeah, then I say generally everything goes well. You watch as a uh, big glob of lava kind of breaks off from the curtain and hits right behind the ship as you guys pass through it a couple of minutes earlier and that would have landed on the (gasps) ship, but you guys are able to make it through. As you head further into this, essentially uh, an under uh, cavern grotto that has been made up, on this fake outer shell of the volcano, you see that there is a tower that's been built within this. Uh, you find a small little isle. It's a little bit more fertile than the rest of the created landmass outside of the volcano. It seems like this one has had time, this little bit of land has had time to actually grow up and become an actual island it's not it's not large in any means there's a dock uh, a couple of housing settlements and then this tower within this inner structure of the volcano and you guys can see at the dock uh there's room for about three ships and then the one you saw earlier is docked there still waving its colors as you guys have already put up your faux flag as you think it is. As you all dock, Sal gets the higher-ups into her office. So, I was thinking we maybe make this clean, if possible, quiet. You know, much quieter than we did the Eucadian job. That that seems uh, possible. I mean, it can't be much louder than the Eucadian job, to be honest. 
Yes. We go into the tower, see if you can get our package, she throws up air quotes, and get out as quickly as possible. Do we think that's that's possible for the team? Yeah, we got this. Sure. And I'm like, just like, softly stabbing my knife in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, lots of energy. I really do enjoy this. Um, We'll stay on board. Make sure the ship is ready to leave as soon as you have extracted the girl. Made your way back to the ship. Try to pretend that we are doing the operations of the other ship. Um, We'll see if we can force papers to feel like we are part of this crew. So go in there with the expectation that you are a part of this other pirate crew. Whoever they may be, I don't know who it is. Nobody does, actually. Can is is there a way to like roll like the equivalent of like insight or I guess it's like <laughs> figure a person out or whatever? <laughs> I will have you. <laughs> Cuz that was the shadiest way to say that <laughs> ever. <laughs> Hmm, not suspicious. We'll go with uh, figure out a person, yeah, plus a wit. Okay. Come on, dice. Nope. That's a four. <laughs> I'm really good at getting experience. <laughs> yeah. As. Yeah, that just. She seems normal, truthful about it. She doesn't know who these pirates are. Not for sure, actually. Interesting. So it's a bit of, of a. a we could do some research, it sounds like. We could figure it out. Figure out, maybe, perhaps. Yes. In addition to extracting the girl, we could also figure out uh, who these other pirates are. I love a bit of research. Sean writes a note down. <laughs> the more we know. Yes. You don't, you don't have to raise your hands when we're <laughs> in a general meeting. Are, are they going to notice that they have double the amount of ships as before? I mean, with a, a three-ship armada, do you think you know everyone on the ship? You guys can just uh, pretend. I don't imagine to be docked here for long. I don't. I don't want this to be a long thing, for sure. Okay, cool. Like in out, you know, roughly like a twenty to twenty-five minutes, maybe more. Oh, twenty-five okay. minutes to get into the tower. Get some. Get yeah, a- unless you guys had plans after this. <laughs> I mean, no, no. I mean, I was, I was gonna serve some dinner, but <laughs> I was gonna serve some dinner, but I need about twenty-five or thirty minutes left on that roast. So yeah, um, okay. If we can, yep. if we can get the timing right, yeah. that'd be fantastic. I mean, that okay. would be lovely. Let's go. <laughs> you may have the best. <laughs> <of yours. laughs> Quickly before you go, do you do you want to take Eve or Cameron? Cameron, yes. I, th- I think we should take both of them. Eve has the best feeling about this. Cameron is just vibes. useful. I, well, she's more than just useful. She's lots of things, but mm. also useful. <laughs> okay, Sean. Uh, I Sean think- blushes. <laughs> <laughs> Aggressively. <laughs> I think Cameron would not go any... Uh, would refuse to let Eve go anywhere by herself, so... If we take one, we take the other. Exactly, you're right, you're right. As you uh, listen to Sal agree with you, uh, you do notice that this thought like may have slipped her mind, because there are other things on her mind that she seems to be overwhelmed with at the very moment. But she just plays it off like, we're in er- enemy territory, oh. and like we gotta get out of here fast! Uh, essentially, like, briefly makes eye contact with Sal, and then like immediately stops making eye contact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jessica, would you like to take the lead on this, since you are so excited? Yes. We'll take care of it, Captain. And then I walk out of the Captain's quarters, Captain's cabin, and I just yell, Eve and Cameron. (laughs) They're, like, right outside the Captain's quarters. Like, typically you guys have divided them to these kinds of things, but they just sat this one out a little bit uh, as Eve was helping prepare the roast for dinner for later tonight. But she does join you all as you head out onto the docks. Like I said, relatively barren. You do notice that the other ship that made it here roughly a couple more hours before you did are uh, unloading a bit of loot, pieces of craft from the ship. And so are you are you taking point at this very moment through the dock, Jessica? Yes. Well, so, so this... 
So you said it's an armada of three. There's three ships that can dock here. Are they? They're from here. Then is that what you're saying? Yeah, this seems to be. I'd say yeah. It's uh, don't have to roll for it. This is like seems to be a base of operation for these pirates. Oh. So we should have known that they would be here if we were coming to this island. I feel like it is seemingly that like this curtain is like an unknown facet okay. of this forming land in the rough. So like this is a secret that you have stumbled upon. And as the the flag doesn't ring any bells to you either, like you you're aware of like famous pirate groups, especially with like a three ship armada around here. But like for some reason, this falls directly out of your knowledge, almost as if it was omitted by purpose. Dun dun dun! Okay, I will <laughs> not notice that and fearlessly walk out of the dock. <laughs> yeah. Then as you walk through the dock, I will have you, Marcus, roll. Plus grace for me. Great. That's a big ol' plus zero on that one, so let's see. Four! Okay. As a couple of these other pirates are unloading their ship, you do notice they don't seem to be paying too much mind to you, but, like, as they two people are, like, tag-teaming a crate that they're lifting out, they will look at the young child amongst them, and like, what the fuck is- ah, it's heavy. Like, alright, let's let's bring that back up. Uh, and until you're, like, almost clear of the docks, and then at the end you see a- easily to tell, like, a boat swain. She's got, like, this nice, vibrant pink hair, scarf wrapped around her waist, and she's taking detail of all of the stuff being lifted out of the, the crates, and she'll look down to you and be like, didn't know we took on any youngins. Oh, I'm not young. I'm just really short. And I'll take off my bow and hide it behind me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah. My sister was really short for a long time. She got like a gross spurt, like way too late in life. Um, it's hard. So I wouldn't want to judge you about that. Yeah, it is. It is tough. People try to lift you up and not figure As out. As you share that. <laughs> As you share in that exchange. Uh, she kind of smiles and nods, and you attempt to walk past, to which she calls you back when you feel like you're in the safety of it. Hey, the lot of you! Uh, uh, do you turn back around? Yes, uh, I think we are. So I immediately go to, we're undercover as pirates of this crew. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, throw my hand up like a salute and say, yes, sir. I assume that it's like this is like the first mate or something. Yeah, yeah. As the the boatswain, like she's getting off on this. She's like, oh, this is what everyone in my crew should be doing, and they're not. And she smiles a little. And you just play in a little bit of hooky as she points back to the Harris vindication, uh, implying that you guys should be unloading loot like the rest of them. Had a rough day. Just gonna not gonna help the rest of the crew. Uh, we were actually told um that we needed to deliver uh some things or get some things from here for for the ship as she'll like kind of nod at sean yeah she'll wait until jessica starts speaking again i mean but we can if you we thought you guys we can help we could take some crates for sure i can carry a small one. yeah you watch as (laughs) you watch as when like sean was talking she goes completely (laughs) stone-faced again like you're fucking strangers but then Jessica picks back up, and she gets lighthearted again because of the salute. And she's like, oh, don't, don't worry about it. Like, if you were told you're not supposed to go ahead and lift, don't lift. Like, get back in there. Get some grub. We got a nice stew going on. She's, stew. she's saying go back onto the ship, or... <laughs> go to, you can head to, and she, like, when she says go to get some stew, she does point her, her feathered quill at the tower. Perfect. Great. Freya is already walking away towards the stew. (laughs) That was great, you guys. That was awesome. They totally believed it. I think they're called the Double Dagger Crew. Ooh, the the Double Dagger Skulls. Skull Daggery. Skull Daggeries. A white skull. skull. White Skull Double Daggers. (laughs) That was hard to say. If that's not taken, that's going to be our band. Oh, yeah! Meanwhile, Cecily, you do know that this is the Dagger Crew. They are, they are kind of close to it there. Yeah, I'm just... 
Cecily's just like stone, stone face, but like a cracking up inside, um, and b like anxious as hell, um, but like really just trying to hide behind people um, and not make eye contact with anyone that isn't someone she directly knows. <laughs> Eventually, you make your way into the tower itself. You notice that on the ground floor, there is this like nice little reclining and eating area where you see a lot of pirates that seem to have escaped the lifting phase like you have, just enjoying a stew, enjoying a good mead revelry as you hear uh, sea shanties sung by these ladies of the crew. Uh, You do notice that Mm -hmm. there is, besides this bottom floor, it leads back into a kitchen area, and then to the east you can easily make out a staircase leading up the tower. Uh, but seems to be uh, guarded by a door that is, like, very obviously locked. Like, there's a huge fucking padlock on it and everything. But it is just out of, like, eyeline of anyone in the eating area, this door. Even Cameron are with us, right? So... Yeah. As you kind of look back to Eve as you enter the room. Do you, do you get do you get a vibe? Is there a vibe? Yeah, she's just like very surreptitiously like nods her head <laughs> towards that big padlock door. And you said it was out of sight. Sorry. If you were in the like dining hall portion of this ground floor then yeah, mostly your back would be turned towards that. It is not like fully out of sight but it would be like a hassle to turn all the way around to, to look at this door. Sean, I think I might about to be suggest su- suggest something um a little wild, uh, but please just roll with it for a moment. I think we need a distraction or a cover for this door. Um, and if it's oh. not too much of a uh, inconvenience, I think this hallway is about the size of two bodies. So if you and uh, coughs and looks at Cameron and it's like. Cameron could, uh, you know, use your bodies in some way to cover it while one of us picks the lock. That would be really helpful. Uh, yes, sure. Uh, how, um, yes. Great, it is for the mission. Remember this, this is very important. For the mission. Yes, it is just for the mission. Sure, okay. Alright, so... I'm going to count this as kissing in a dangerous situation. Because uh, yeah. I, I, I have like it. <laughs> planned for it. Um, so you'll take plus one to this next roll, Sean. Okay. But you can any you can use any strings you have on Cameron. And then uh, I will have you roll... I want to make sure I have the right move first. It's definitely going to be plus heart, I feel like. I'm going to spend my... Sh- I have a string on Cameron that I'm going to spend and do the plus one because Sean rolls like shit, so. And then I will have you roll to blow off steam plus heart. Okay, okay. Um, okay, that's a nine. With a nine. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, so as the, the rule reads, only one of you feels better after the experience. Oh, no! Uh, they choose to win. <laughs> <laughs> so you you go through the entire distraction. You kind of essentially run up to the dining hall as they're singing, um, having this wild re- embrace, just start macking on each other, throwing food off of a table, as all of these other pirates of the Dagger crew are getting fucking into it. They're like, they love this display of love. Uh, and it feels good, Sean. Uh, to be kissing Cameron once again, but as the rule states, this only makes one of you feel better. I think this makes sense, um, because I think Sean clearly carries much, like, larger of a flame still for Cameron, and has been just so hung up on her forever, so it's just like, yeah, like a little dream. You get the choice. You can either clear a condition, take XP, or take a plus one forward. What is the plus one forward? That's just for just any? a plus one to another roll. Just yeah. one one other roll. Yeah, got it. I'll clear a condition because I don't know how I'm going to get rid of my guilty condition. 
Yeah. So you stop feeling guilty about the hurt you caused Cameron by making out with that. Fuck, that's a horrible... I'm not taking that out, but Sean is definitely a bit self-oriented, so yeah, that checks out yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So you clear that condition of guilt because you think it's every, you think this is I a wonderful. Think it's fine. This is yeah, I have no idea. In your mind, you, all you hear is all these pirates cheering for you, making out with Cameron. Uh, meanwhile, Cameron's in their head right now, yeah, uh, wondering what this means. After you know, not a day before telling you like, hey, we can go back to being friends. I feel like that would be good. Yeah. It's like, after trying to friend zone me, now we are making out on a table with an audience. <laughs> yeah. This was our idea for t- to open the door. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll cut over to Freya, <laughs> Cecily, and Jessica just staring at a lock. What are you guys going to do? I definitely thought they'd be in the hallway blocking us, but we're having a great time also watching this. <laughs> This is yeah, I forgot what we were supposed to be doing. <laughs> I think we spent a little too long like, watching. Stare at it for a second, and, and we're like waiting for the other someone else to like pull out a lockpick or something. But then I want to <laughs> yeah. just turn my hand into like a monster hand and just break it. See if I can control my powers enough, I guess, to do that. Because I think I noticed at this yeah. point, I've been pretty feral, like, all day. So I think I'm at, like, mm-hmm. a three. Okay, then roll plus your your transformation track for me. Oh, okay, so it's plus, it's plus staring. Seven! <laughs> That's the, it's like the best roll I've gotten. All right, um, <laughs> I get to pick one of my options, which is, okay, you're in harmony with your beast form. Your magnificent and little escapes your notice. Pain is nothing to you. You move in ways no ordinary person could. I'll just move in ways no ordinary person could, because I think that's the best opportunity to still kind of try and remain in control and not fully transformed. Instead of, like, swiping at the lock when your hand turns into its siren form, its long, kind of tentacly nail is able to slip in the lock, and you just pick the lock with, like, your nail, and it, it slips right open there as you guys are able to head up the stairs without notice, and you kind of move up this tower uh, until you reach the top. There's another lock! You do the same thing again. Uh, (laughs) No need to roll on that again. Seems that no one is up here guarding it, uh, because most of the ships are missing, uh, and this last crew is bringing loot. The rest of the higher-ups are down here rooting on a make-out session, so you're able to easily slip open the lock, uh, so you find the top bit of the tower, you see a dark and dank cell before you. And due to the the only light that's coming in in this cavern of yours is from, like, lava flow coming in from the volcano itself off to the side. So it's been pretty dim in this place you have been. So at this top bit of the tower. This room is dark as shit. <laughs> um, you are able to make out the end of the room just from, like, depth perception, but you cannot see it. It is fully darkened by shadow. As you hear uh, clinkings of shackles from the, the shadowed bit of the room. I think I turn to Eve and say, or whisper at least, because I don't want to alert the shackled person. Uh, and whisper, uh, is this the feelings that you're getting? Do we need to break down the cell? As you watch as Eve is struggling right now, but she she does not after a few seconds. If she, if I notice she's struggling, I'm going to call on the unseen. Okay, you call on the unseen. Um, oof, I'm gonna have you roll plus spirit for me. Great, phenomenal. I got a five. With a five, you are terrified to the bone as you hear a familiar young girl scream. Just like silent tears start coming pouring down. Since <laughs> yeah, like oh fuck! Uh, it's a it's a whale. You're too frightened to pinpoint it, but it is the whale you heard when you first entered Acadia. Phenomenal. I hold her little hand. You hold her hand as you hear the chain kind of slump 
forward a little bit and slump forward a little bit more. Um, and then you can almost make out a figure um, on the edge of the shadow. Freya. I'm, I'm eating stew. <laughs> she did grab a bowl of stew on the way up. She got yeah, well, I mean, the I'm, block. I... Sh- <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know. Canonically grabbed it while you were messing with the lock and then has had it this whole time. She's just slurping on it. Why don't you come into the light? I like actually yell this time. Or not yell. <laughs> There's pirates downstairs. So I come into the light, whisper bitch. shout. What? Yeah. yeah. We uh we got stew. You see a bronze and leg step as far out of the, like, horizon of the shadow, and then you hear, like, the taut clanking of mm. chains, as if to be like, this is as far as the chains go. Jessica, can you open the door for me? I can help you if you need. I'll try. I think I look at my hand, it's like, still like monstrous tentacles, and I don't, I don't want to go any further. Because at this point, I can remember what my siren form is. So I could try and just break the thing down, but instead I'm going to try and walk toward it and just pull it open. Yeah, you pull open the cell. It pops right open. The light doesn't go any further. It's still a darkened cell. All right. I think I let go of Eve's hand um, and walk closer and walk into the cell. You walk into the cell, and as you approach this shadowed figure. I want you to roll plus spirit for me. I'm horrible. We've seen how well that went. Um, <laughs> alright. Come on! Uh, I think that's an eight. That is an eight. As you get closer to the shadowed figure, um, no one else as you look in can't see what they are. But Cecily, you get a loose form of the shadow figure, for some reason you could see them a little bit better. And since this is a mixed beat, a mixed success, the... you can't... you don't notice this because of how often you go into your your searching out into the void form, but the reason you can tell these features and are able to see her is because she does have that chalky outline to which you see ghosts, but she is a living person. But you get the the aura that you usually do for ghosts. Cool. There's lots of thoughts happening. <laughs> yeah, and as you uh, do, you like reach out or? Uh, yeah, I think if if it looks like a ghost, a ghost can't hurt me. So <laughs> I I hope I guess I'll just move further into the darkness. You move further into the darkness and maybe reach out for. A shackled hand or this person and because of your mixed beat as well you don't notice but for the audience Cecily's hand are also in this faint chalk outline of ghostial form even though being alive and you are able to reach out you find a shackled hand do you do anything with the shackles do you unlock them do you yeah, I don't. I didn't think this far. But I don't. I don't have things to really unlock it. Um, I guess I have a small dagger, and I will try to like jam it in the lock and see if I can pick it open. Yeah, you. I'll have you go and roll plus wit for me. Five. <laughs> you struggle opening it as a lock. Uh, you get frustrated and then start working on the chains of the shackle itself as it leads back to the wall and then the shadowed figure guides you to a specific rusty chain link to which you're able to use the dagger to pry it open. Yeah, I like start smacking it with the hilt at first and then I'm like, that's stupid. (laughs) Get away with sawing at it with the actual blade. Yeah, you saw at it and it comes free. Uh, The same thing for the other arm as they still have the shackles on the actual manifolds themselves but are free of the chains uh, you probably back up out of yeah uh, instinct yeah 
just realizing now I haven't looked at their face uh, after unshackling them. Um, so I quickly back uh, into the area where my friends are and then uh, back in them and say, It is okay, you can come into the light. We aren't here to free you. Freya. Is it good stew? <laughs> it's delicious stew. We should offer it I need to, to the talk prisoner. To their cook. See if they'll come out to eat some. Hey, hey, I got um, I got some stew with some fresh bread. I don't know if it's a sourdough or something, but it's delicious. The dark figure walks out with a clank of the chains, or the like, a little bit of chains, but mostly the the manacles on each arm. And you watch as this sullen, emaciated, bronze-skinned figure walks out. They have violet hair. Look like they've been roughed up for quite a while. Uh, So healing bruises, healing cuts all over their face. Uh, You see an eye patch wrap around their right eye. Uh, Violet, unkempt hair as it has been led to grow without any taking care of it. Uh, and like the loosest, it would be an offense to call it a blouse. It is just, it was a blouse at one point, uh, but they have been a prisoner for quite some time. So time is just worn on whatever, whatever garment this was, loosely held together over them and responding back to what Cecily said. They go, it has been a long time since I've been in the light. And you see the emaciated figure of Lencia Echenzo standing in front of you. And that's where we'll end the session for today. Oh, hot damn. Well, I'm just still making out on a table, so... (laughs) (laughs) So, sleep well, variables, have wonderful WLW dreams. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.